Welcome to another episode of Living Scent, a missional podcast where we're talking about how do we live as Jesus followers in this world where we enjoy grace, embody love, and engage culture as we learn how to live scent. Okay, it's great to be recording another episode of Living Scent, and uh, we've got some some crazy people in the room. Okay, not that crazy. But it's sort of and not usual. that many people too. Yeah. Okay. We 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 we're like running one down. We usually mm-hmm. have like three people on mic, and today it's just you and I. This yeah. is Yvonne. Our boy Jason is right now writing a sermon. Okay, I, I guess that's good. Yeah. We'll, we'll let him do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, I mean, there'll be times in the future where we have guests, but I, I sort of like it. We just get to have a conversation today, and also in the room, making sure that the recording happens and everything technically is going the right way. we got Caleb. My guy. Yeah, he's, he's my guy. Glad to have him here. Yeah. If you hear screaming from the background, it's probably Caleb because something went wrong. So that <laughs> just, if you're wondering, who's that person? Uh, no, I'm kidding. He, he probably won't, probably yeah. won't scream too much. I should just scream and like frame him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like pointing at him, yeah. trying to trip your brother. Okay. Uh, well, I'm I'm glad that we get to sit down and talk. And mm-hmm. I think the topic we're going to bring up is a super important one for MC yes. leaders. This is this is maybe getting to the crux of what what God could do in a missional community group. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Yvonne, what are we going to be talking about today? Yeah, sometimes we talk about things that are beautiful and pie in the sky, and we still are today. Yeah, okay. But we're going to get all the way down to the ground with um, with all of you, just in the sense of, yeah, how can we embody love through pain, suffering, grief? And even as we talk about it, like you and I were talking before this, Scott, yep. and we were like, gosh, should we really do this? Because we, like our hearts are like bleeding out right now. Yeah. Because we're experiencing active, like new grief, yes, uh, on, and which always compounds, like we talk about this a lot of, mm-hmm. um, it touches all the other griefs that we have. Yeah. And so, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't think of a better thing to just talk about, to, um, equip our MC leaders and apprentices with, um, mm-hmm. as they're, they're doing the very thing we are too. Yeah. Yeah. When, um, we're, we're, wishing that life was all joy, mm-hmm. but it's joy and sorrow. Yeah. Like, um, and maybe the church has done a little bit too much leaning on the positive, triumphant, everything's good, yeah. be happy side. It's so interesting that Jesus himself was called a man of sorrows, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> He's acquainted with grief. Yeah. Right? I think so it's because there's more answers on the joy side. It feels better sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, I mean, I'll just confess too. I'm like, I lean on a, a positive side all, all the time. I tend to be a positive person, but, yeah. but I think what we're talking about really matters in mm-hmm. our MCs because this is real life. Yeah. And uh, anyone who tells you it's only, the Christian life is going to be a whooping good time and nothing, no problems, that person's lying to you. That's right. <laughs> right. That's right. What I love too is that God didn't design it where we would go through it alone. Mm-hmm. That He does not expect you to go through it alone. These are, it's the moments where we're hurting, like we're hurting today where it becomes even more clear how God's made us to depend on others. And we need the body of Christ and we need brothers and sisters. And we, there are things we have to go through. We can't, we can't make on our own. We can't make it. That's right. Um, and I, I guess the equipping question too, that I love is, as we think about MC leaders and apprentices, how can they help everyone in their group 
to actually embody love through seasons of suffering and grief and, and real pain in, mm-hmm. in this world. So, so we're going to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. So um, I guess the first thought to kick us off is what keeps us, when, when there's pain, when, when someone's in the hospital or there's, there's loss or cancer or sickness, like there's something in us that wants to run away from those moments. Mm-hmm. What, do you think, what do you think happens? Yeah. I mean, I think that emotional, mental pain is much like physical mm. in the sense that say I, um, I'm playing basketball and I turn an ankle. Yeah. And so what do I do? Has that ever happened? Yeah. yeah. Many, <laughs> okay. many on, times. So this yeah. is very near, <laughs> near and dear subject talking. to me. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, what do I do? I put a brace on it. I cover it. I yeah. do things so that I won't feel it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I even will change the way I walk, mm-hmm. um, even though I shouldn't, but I mm-hmm. change the way that I walk to make sure that the the ankle is taken care of. But then I also do things that I need to do to heal the ankle, like yeah. ice it. Yep to take anti-inflammatory medication mm. if I'm not allergic to those things and and all of that. Yeah. And I think that um, when we're experiencing grief and suffering, it's much of the same. Mm-hmm. Like when, like if you're going through something hard, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that doesn't want to touch it. Yeah. You don't want to cause more pain. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I might be more part of the problem. Yeah. And I'm not meaning to, mm-hmm. but I don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. And then there's this other part where it's this innate sense of, if I really want to be a good friend to yeah. you, then I need to sit with you in it. But that also means more pain is going to come my way. Yeah. And I just wish I wasn't such a selfish person. Mm, and yeah. and so there's a lot of like self-preservation involved. And then there's even the other idols of like, you know, like we were saying earlier, I I just prefer to have answers than not. Yep. And then there's always like the, what do I say? Right. Yeah. It's sort of like being in an MC. Have Mm -hmm. you been in an MC (laughs) and there's empty space because people are processing, but we're like, oh no, I have to like, I'm going to say something. We just don't want, we don't feel comfortable with like Mm -hmm. a void. Yeah. Without filling the air with thoughts. You said something really profound when you're talking about the analogy of a physical injury. Mm. Because there's ways with a physical injury that you could avoid it Mm -hmm. that actually end up hurting you. Yeah. Like taking medication, like getting addicted to medication, Mm -hmm. pain meds, and in the long run, that's not actually helping you. Or you said changing the way you walk, Mm -hmm. you know, with the ankle. And that's probably like hurting other parts of your body if you're doing, you know, so you're actually hurting yourself. You overcompensate. Yeah. Let's go there. Yeah, yeah. You overcompensate and then it makes... Like your body isn't used to walking that way. Like if you start walking with a limp and then all of a sudden you start to feel an ache somewhere else Mm -hmm. that had nothing to do with the original injury. So we have MCs filled with people. Mm -hmm. Some of them are in grief, are hurting and Mm -hmm. are overcompensating and they're not even aware of it. Others don't want to touch the wound because we only want to help and we don't know what to do. But the idea of a physical injury too, if you break your ankle, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Or you break your leg, you put a cast on it. That's right. Why? Because it has to be held in place yeah. so it can heal like mm-hmm. with the goal for healing. So guess what happens with suffering and pain? Like mm-hmm. we need a cast. Yeah. And, and the body of Christ embodying love, that, that, can be, that can come around in a gentle but needed way to actually be part of the healing. Mm-hmm. And, and God's planned it out that, that he would use 
people to yeah. do that. And the yeah. analogy goes further still because when you have one of those good old hard casts on, you lose your function. You lose a lot of your regular function. Yeah. Like I remember when I had a cast on my right arm, like I couldn't wipe with it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't too much write information. with it. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. I had. I'm trying I'm to so get sorry. potty talking to every, just, every one of these conversations. I don't try to. It's organic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but you're right. Like the the wounds change uh-huh. our capability. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and so if there's things that you cannot do on your own, mm-hmm. the only way you could do them is if someone yeah. helps you. And this is where I like. I love thinking. Okay, entering into seasons of suffering and being present in someone's grief, um, this is actually discipleship. Mm-hmm. And I think it, if it's discipleship, why is it discipleship? And you just said it. Oh, there's a gospel implication, right? That that we would enter in, that we would recognize our weakness. Mm-hmm. We're admitting that we aren't the solution, but yet we'll we'll be present because we we believe God is actually powerful. The gospel says you're not actually the solution, mm-hmm. but it also says God could actually use who you are yeah. in those moments. So it's like a posture of hum- real humility yeah. to enter into those spaces. Can you think of a either highlighted like an outstanding or a favorite example of um, Jesus entering into grief with people? Yeah, that's what. I love that the picture we see of Jesus, the fact that he's described as a man of sorrows mm-hmm. and acquainted with grief. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's a lot of stories in the Bible, but I, I think one of my favorites is Mary and Martha mm-hmm. when Le- their brother Lazarus dies. Yeah. And Jesus waits. Like he, he doesn't, he, they, you would think he would go and heal Lazarus and, and be glorified that way, but he waits because... Um, he's going to show the glory of God in a greater way mm. that our our logic says, no, fix it. And and there in that story, Jesus's logic is like, I'm going to fix it ultimately and forever. And yeah. that's the thing I want you to see and to be focused on, the resurrection, not, not just the moment. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Um, he has the destination already in hand, yeah. you know, and so the journey's really different than I would pick, mm-hmm. and, but Jesus in the Bible, like, is picking these different journeys, so mm-hmm. um, it's an invitation to find him there. Yeah. And then I, I love, too, that when he shows up, it gives us a picture of Jesus yeah. where Mary and Martha are talking to him, and, and it's the shortest verse in the Bible. I mean, how many people in Awana, you know, they, they memorize, <laughs> I'll it memorize counts. this verse, right? Because there's some verse like Psalm 119 is like 18 pages long. Yeah, no one right. will ever memorize Psalm 119, but everybody wants to memorize this verse. It says, Jesus wept. You mean to get a gold star yeah. merit badge for oh, that? Oh, come on. That was a good <laughs> sermon. But uh, yeah, the, the the idea that Jesus wept, we gloss over it because it's the shortest verse in the Bible, but I think it might be one of the most meaningful verses in the Bible because... Mm-hmm. In that moment, he's going to resurrect Lazarus in about 30 seconds. Yeah. But still at that graveside, his heart is so filled. Like he's seeing what's happening. It's it's with um, tears mm-hmm. and outrage at, at the brokenness of this world. Yeah. Our Savior's personally involved in the redemption of this broken world. And so I'm like, what kind of God is this? Like, that's mm-hmm. so amazing. Mm-hmm. You know? um, I, I think... The, the Bible shows it, but it's really hard to believe it. Yes. Right? Especially, and there are certain circumstances that just seem so much more confusing and heart-wrenching than yeah. others. Yep. 
Like even in, I, I agree. That's one of my just favorite examples mm-hmm. of like Jesus showing how he is a man of sorrows, that he weeps with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in that story, you know, he knows he's going to resurrect Lazarus very soon, mm-hmm. but he doesn't do that with everybody, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I know yeah. you have the power to mm-hmm. do this very specific thing that mm-hmm. seems to be the best course of action, and yet you didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's... When I think of MCs, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of MCs entering to suffering, I think that's part of why we, we are afraid to go into those hospital rooms, or mm-hmm. we're afraid to, to call someone when they're really hurting, because if they ask us why... We don't have an answer. There, there's sometimes yeah. not an answer, right? And mm-hmm. so we're like, oh, I don't know what I would say. You know? um, what's really neat is the Bible gives another picture of that with Paul in 2 Corinthians, mm. where Paul's saying, um, I have this thorn in the flesh. I think it's 2 Corinthians 12. Uh, 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 th- this problem that keeps coming, and three times I've pleaded with the Lord to take it away from yeah. me. Would you please, God, stop this thing from hurt? Like, and and Jesus's answer is no, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, he's like, no, my grace is sufficient for you because my power is made perfect in weakness. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, God actually wants to take us out where we need Him. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be in those spaces. Yeah. So I, I think that's what He was doing with Mary and Martha, right? He's like showing them how much, oh, you actually need me, you know, and I'm actually what you need and I'm actually going to fix it. Yeah. He's Mm -hmm. so kind. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when, yeah, I, I'm hesitant to share just because I know it's going to make me emotional. Um, Not like I haven't cried on this podcast before, but, um, I'm the laugher and the crier, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, but when my mom like died of cancer, that was like probably the first time someone um, passed away who was like, I was very close to. Yeah. And I felt betrayed by God. Yeah. Because I prayed for her to get better every single day and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And there have been many more instances after that, after my mom, um, where prayed the same thing and it didn't happen, or even times where like all of us did pray and like God did heal a person, you know, and and it's just like, well, I I don't, I don't always get what's going on there, but I do remember specifically with my mom, like I my very specific picture of what healing and restoration looked like was that um, all of like my mom's cancer would leave her body and then yeah. she would continue living life with us here on earth. Yeah. Um, and I understand, yes, like she is now in her like glorified body with Jesus face to face. But I now looking back, like I see that though God didn't restore in a way that I was specifically looking for, mm-hmm. not only did he like restore her and she's in the best place possible, but it's that, he restored a lot of things in me. Yeah. Like he restored my trust in him through that process <laughs> because there were like sisters who walked with me in the grief. Mm. And like it brought up these questions of like, is heaven even real? And I was, you know, I was certain that I was a Christian, but it just brought up all these, like all this doubt and all these questions. It brought up a lot of anger, you know, and, um, 
yeah, like through going in that like reconciliation process and like sisters who helped me process and just talk through it with no answers ever, but just like talking with me and sitting with me, like I, yeah, I, I trust in God's goodness more because of something that didn't go the way that I wanted. Like he restored that part of our relationship. Um, and even just, yeah, like mended a lot of these b- beliefs and in truths that I thought were solid that were on like a, a rock, but it was actually like on sand. Yeah. I, I love the parts of your story where you're like, God was doing something bigger than I thought he was doing Yeah, or that I could see, I could, I could see one way mm-hmm. and he had a different way Yeah, and I couldn't see the bigness of his different way. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the parts of your story too, where you're talking about other sisters. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, in those moments, we see more clearly than ever that we need each other. We yes. need someone else. Yes. Yeah. And at this point it happened... Uh, I think 12, 11 or 12 years ago. And I am still seeing ways unfolded that where God was up to something back then. And I I didn't see it in 2011. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know for me, I'm always thinking about the destination. Mm -hmm. I'm like, God, why didn't it come out the way I wanted it to? Right. And it's in those situations Man, I've been in, I've been in more hospital rooms than I ever want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've, I've, I've been with people in the, um, in the, the in the deep, you know, where yeah. we, we can't touch ground anymore. Mm-hmm. We're like lost and hurting, and um, and in those spaces, I'm like, it's so easy to think like the outcome, the destination. And I think it's this is a discipleship journey because God wants to show us that um, don't trust yourself. Hmm. He's inviting you to trust Him. That's right. Um, but also, um, I'm worried about the destination. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jesus is. I don't think Je- like Jesus was not worried about what was going to happen to Lazarus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did not for a minute, right? What what's concerning Jesus's heart is he wants to journey with us. Yeah, he wants to walk with us, mm-hmm. and there's even a part of like solidarity with Christ. If we want to be like him, mm-hmm. that we become people of sorrow and acquainted with grief. That that we we're like finding a fellowship with our Savior in those moments. Mm-hmm. That's deeper. It's like it's it's the deep magic, the true stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. enduring the same things that someone else has actually makes us more like them, makes us closer to them. Yeah. So Jesus no different. So how, for you, Scott, has being in more hospital rooms than you can count on behalf of other people mm-hmm. and grief that you've experienced yourself, mm-hmm. like how has that equipped you to do it yeah. again and again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get a bit more practical. I love that. Um, I, I think people have a wrong view of like, oh, Scott's a pastor, mm-hmm. so that means he knows what to do in those moments, <laughs> right? I have no clue. I'm like driving to the hospital, knowing what kind of situation I'm going into and saying, God, I'm bankrupt. I'm empty. I have mm-hmm. nothing. I have no words. I don't, I'm scared to death. I'm going to say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, it's like a moment for me to put my trust in him again Yeah. and to go, okay, you really did put the Holy Spirit in me and you went this way, Jesus, and you know what you're doing. And so... I'll just look for you. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I, it, it's almost like I've done it so many times now that I, I'm anticipating him showing up oh, wow. in some way. I'm mm-hmm. like planning. I don't have the plan, but I walk in going, when you show it to me, I'll do whatever you say. Mm-hmm. And I just have a, a confidence in him. And the Bible's promising through the Holy Spirit that he'll give you words to speak. Like this is, right. this is what he said he would do. Mm-hmm. So verses come to mind. Um, I love the Psalms. You can't go wrong. If you don't know what to say and you're going into a hospital room, don't say You don't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. But maybe just somewhere after you've sat and cried and been there, you could say, "Could I just read a psalm?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and like let God speak. You know. Yeah. Um, but I, I also, um, it's a gospel implication because it's like not in me. It's right. not my wisdom. It's not my knowing. It's not my being a pastor. It's be, not a well experience. person rushing to the aid of no, a no, broken no, no. person. No, it's a broken person <laughs> going a broken bankrupt person going to That's another right. broken bankrupt person. But that Jesus is really there. Like He shows yes. up in those spaces. Mm. And um, I, I think when when I'm in those places, I, I realized there's this, there's a sort of like a miraculous equation that takes place. And it's so far beyond me. It's not, it's not about me, but the, the person who's hurting makes this it's sort of a math equation um, that, okay, Scott has been with Jesus mm-hmm. and Scott's here now in this room with me. So maybe Jesus is in this room with me, mm. <laughs> just maybe. And and this is where I love the words embody love. We're talking about enjoying grace, embodying love, and engaging culture. Mm-hmm. This is this is what we can do as MCs. Just your presence there is enough to embody love. Mm-hmm. That people are like, oh, someone from my MC came. Maybe Jesus is here. Mm-hmm. Maybe like we're actually rep- we're, we are literally the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, that reminder of it is really, really needed. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love in what you were sharing that it's a broken, bankrupt person going to meet with another broken, bankrupt person. Yeah. Of just, yeah, you said you're looking forward to God showing up. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. in our weakness, he is strong. That anytime there's brokenness, it's a window into God's strength, and we get to look forward to that, anticipate it. Yeah. He's asking me, do you really believe that my grace is sufficient? Mm. That it's always only Jesus's grace. Mm -hmm. Always only. Yeah. And so... And how many times have you entered and that answer was no? Do I mean, you really believe? And it's like, no, I don't. I always start there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like if I, if we're supposed to be like a bike that's upright, I follow. I'm spend more time falling <laughs> over than I do actually that, balancing yeah. on a bicycle. I'm more wrong than I am right. Mm-hmm. It's like the rare moments where I'm actually oh, trusting God. You know, I, I usually start with trusting myself mm-hmm. and then feeling uh, I can't do this. And, yeah. But then I realized the reason that God invites us into those spaces is because He wants us to see that. Like he wants us to go through that journey, yeah. You know, um, realizing we're not enough. What would you say prepares a person to even enter mm-hmm. grief? Yeah. Well, one thing that's really beautiful that I've been learning lately mm-hmm. is that um, empathy is the ability to f- you're like feeling what the other person feels, mm-hmm. and um, that's a skill you can grow in. You don't have to just go, well, I don't have empathy and quit and, mm-hmm. and walk away. 
It's actually something you can develop. It's actually something you can become better at. That there are people that are have a naturally larger measure mm-hmm. for that, and God gifted yeah. them that way. But mm-hmm. it's yeah. also a skill that I, is trainable for ev- yeah. every person. I think I use the excuse for so long. Well, people who have like mercy, I'll let them go in, mm-hmm. right? You know, and I don't, so I'm out. Yeah. You know, and that's not what God wants. He actually wants all of us to be as in as Jesus is, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's what, like He wants us to live like Christ. So um, I've been learning that I can grow in that empathy. And I can enter into those spaces. Um, I, it's actually our our lay counseling training offered mm. empathy training for MC leaders and apprentices, and I want to encourage every single one. My my goal now is for every single MC leader and apprentice mm. to go through that four week empathy training because it will it will give you ways to enter in, ways to feel. Yeah. Ways to feel the pain for with other people to carry it with them. Mm. You know, um, and so I I think we're always worried about having the right answer. Mm-hmm. But in those times, the answer doesn't. The solution isn't the thing. It's yeah. your presence that matters, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. One of, one of my um, one of my best friends, um, he he lost his son. His son was twenty six years old and passed away on Thanksgiving mm. Day and. I was living in their basement, in their apartment, but in their basement, and lived with them the next years after that loss. Wow! And I, I'm like, we cried together and prayed together and sang together. Like we just like lived together. And there was one time where I asked him, like looking back on that season of, of like losing, losing his son, and um, I was just noting like how he, how did you make it? Mm. And he's like, Jesus never let me walk it alone. Wow. Like it was like the sense of God's presence was was there. And also just recounting a story from the the funeral where a friend just went and sat with him yeah. and didn't say anything. And that friend was just like a visible presence of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, without saying a word. So um, I think we would put way too much emphasis on words and solutions and not enough on presence. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that we have because in the modern day like the world is pretty much out to create a quick fast easy yeah. solution mm-hmm. for every single thing possible and yep. it's kind of because we're sort of swimming around in that world we've grown accustomed to these kinds of things and so our ability to um tolerate awkwardness yeah. discomfort mm-hmm. is just low yeah well i would tell mc leaders like our job too is to mm-hmm. equip the people in our mc yep to realize they're the body of Christ. They're mm-hmm. the ones that can embody. And um, one of the one of the things that seems so clear to me now is that the spiritual gifts that we have, he gave us for a reason. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want you to have someone else's spiritual gift. He wants you to have yours. That's right. So when I think about someone suffering, like someone's in the hospital, someone has cancer, help the people in your MC realize who they are. Mm-hmm. Like maybe one of them has the gift of serving. You know, they just always want to like help clean something, do something, and they could like clean someone's kitchen for them while they're in the hospital, or fix a fence for them, right? Maybe your gift is hospitality. Bring them food, then. Mm-hmm. Like, do the thing that 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 God's given you. Yeah. Use that. And words are oftentimes the very things that get in the way. Yeah. Because I I remember for me when my mom first passed, I didn't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. You know, I appreciated most of the people who would drop off food and just go away. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I mean, that says a little about you, Yvonne. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Um, so it depends yeah. on the person, I guess. Yeah. The, the people who have a spiritual gift of mercy, you'll know who they are because yeah. they'll, they'll be the ones that cry with you. Yeah. They'll feel it. They'll mm-hmm. like enter in and be there. I find that I have a spiritual gift sort of like evangelism or I, I just say the gospel mm-hmm. and I'll listen and listen and sit in those spaces and then offer just like one sentence of, of like good news of like what, like some picture of that, that Jesus is really here and he really loves you. And so I, I love the freedom of if this is really discipleship, it's not like everyone has to be one way. Mm-hmm. You have to be the way God in his wisdom has already made you to be. Yeah. And and we as if we're making disciples in our MC, we're gonna help people become who they already are, mm-hmm. like who God made them to be. That's right. And so whatever your gift is, use it. Use yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And I think in a really practical way, I mean, this is God has gifted me to be a very mm-hmm. kind of straightforward communicator. Yep. And so a little too straightforward sometimes. I know. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I love you. That when I'm not sure what the person needs or wants, I actually just ask them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think at the end of the day, if you find that you have the relational equity with someone to actually just ask and not yeah. mm-hmm. not make all these assumptions on the grieving person's part, the suffering person's part, yeah. I think that's such a gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm envisioning our, our MCs being places where people feel the permission to hurt mm-hmm. like it's okay to not be okay yeah <laughs> and and i think the gospel is finding its way into our hearts to to believe that but then on the other side the gospel freedom also comes to, to like if if you feel like there's something that comes to your mind of a way that you could do something tangible or show love to someone or um asking other people in your MC to help you do something like Mm -hmm. just to trust that the Holy spirit, like God wants to use you as his hands and feet. That's right. And sort of the fundamental lie that Satan will feed us is, Oh God, no, you should just stay out. Mm -hmm. You you should just stay out. The person doesn't want you to do that. Um, I, I would far rather a church where we accidentally use our gifts too much Mm. because of love than, than to, to be like, well, no, I'll just stay out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if God puts it on your heart, maybe there's a reason. Maybe Satan isn't motivating you to do something sacrificial for someone yeah. else. Yeah, maybe that actually is God's plan. And as we do that, we get to, we're actually the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. And showing love. Yeah. And I, I think, lastly, I would add the reminder that I always need is something that we can always do and should, ought to do is pray. Yeah. Like, if we really know that we can't do anything and there is someone in God who actually can do something, then quite possibly the most loving thing we could do is lift a person to yeah. the only one yeah. who can save, the only one who can ultimately comfort. Yeah. 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 So um, John Dunn, old guy, has this really famous, it, it's a, it's like, Everyone's like, why is John Donne always saying these cliches? Well, it's not a cliche. He said it the first yeah. time, like in the 1600s. He's like an old poet yeah, guy said, for those people who said, don't know uh, who that is. He said, don't ask for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. It tolls for you. And what he's saying is that when someone else is in grief, it's act- it actually diminishes us. We're a part of that. Mm-hmm. We're suffering together. We're feeling it. And so um, in our groups... 
when we're aware of something, it's actually the body of Christ that he wants us. God's plan is that we would all be a part of that Mm -hmm. and, and find those spaces to enter in. And I think what we'll find out is that um, God's in those suffering spaces. Yes. And those, I can't answer the why. Why did you let this mm. horrible thing happen, yeah, God? We can't. But I, I can, I can say, He will use that painful hardship, that loss, that that grief. He will use it, and that He's wanting to help everyone see how much He loves them. Mm. So. Um, maybe if there's someone in your MC that's suffering, this is a part of his providential plan to activate b- believers, to, to live like Christ. That's to, right. To be his body and to, to find um, a humility and a trust in him in a way we otherwise never could. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess that's my prayer for, yeah. for all of our MCs, that, that we would be the front lines of praying, Yes. The front lines of serving. Mom. The front lines of, like, we're the ones that go. We're the ones that show up and are present. Um, not afraid of grief and suffering, but, but growing in our confidence that God is actually allowing us to be used in those spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks for the conversation. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, you tuning in next week. We're going to continue talking about how we can live sent in this world. Mm, see you next time.